I always, even as a child, had a real sense of injustice. Like when things were happening, I saw an uh, image, one of those graphic abortion images. That everybody is so offended by. Yeah, and that stuck with me. Our country doesn't really know what's happening, doesn't care, and it's the human rights violation of our time. And you're a woman. Yes. So you're not like a woman hater. Right? <laughs> no. What has surprised me the most is just the amount of messages we get from post-abortive women who are wrecked. There's just so many of them. So when we speak about this, there actually is compassion for women who've had abortions because it validates even their pain around it. The way that they do it now for the late term is they inject the heart with the poison that will kill the baby first, and then they start dilating the cervix. This is a very mm -hmm. dangerous procedure mm -hmm. also. Now, so much of what you just said there is so incredibly offensive. Like, so many of these words, they're, yeah. they're honest and they're straight yeah. shooting, but mm -hmm. people are not willing to say them, yeah. which is why your work is so revolutionary. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. There are few topics in Canada as taboo, emotional, and full of misinformation than the topic of abortion. Understanding the abortion issue, that is today's topic. Here's a quick quiz for you to test your knowledge level. Abortion is legal up to nine months pregnancy in Canada. True or false? True. An unborn child has human rights when it is reasonably expected to survive outside the mother's body on its own. True or false? False. A child actually has no rights until it has fully proceeded from the mother's body regardless of its developmental level. The current abortion law was debated and passed in Canada decades ago by Parliament. True or false? False. No law on abortion currently exists in Canada. The Supreme Court struck down all laws in 1988 and told Parliament to make a new one, and they have not yet been able to do it. In the absence of a law, anything goes. Canada is the only Western nation that has no laws on abortion. True or false? True. Most women in Canada who have abortions do so of their own initiative and choice. True or false? False. Studies have shown that over half of post-abortive women say that their decision was heavily pressured and in some cases bullied by boyfriends, parents, and other authority figures. Most say they would have kept their baby if they simply had had more support. Are you surprised by some of this? Well, most Canadians actually are. That's why the work of our guest today is so revolutionary. Laura Clausen is the founder and director of Choice for Two, which works to dispel myths around abortion in Canada by creating witty short videos. One of their most recent videos, Magical Birth Canal, sent shockwaves through the internet world going viral in just a few days. It was also featured on several international news sites. Laura is here today to discuss her work and help us all understand exactly where Canada is on this issue. I'm so looking forward to today's conversation. So. Let's get to it. There's a body inside my body. Hashtag pregnant. I think that now is the perfect time to address my body, my choice. The problem with this catchy little phrase is that it's wrong because science. I'm going to get really scientific on you for a second, so bear with me. My body does not have two heads, four arms, or 20 toes. Just saying, if I were to get an abortion right now, I wouldn't be aborting my own body. I'd be aborting the body inside my body. But don't worry, I'm not suggesting that we ditch this little saying altogether. Let's not be extreme. I'm just suggesting that we update it to reflect reality. Instead of my body, my choice, what we should be saying is our bodies, my choice. Because when you're pregnant, as the larger, stronger body, 
It's totally up to you about what happens to the smaller, weaker body inside your body. Because that's fair. That's what human rights are all about. So there you go. Our bodies, my choice. It might not sound as nice, but at least it's accurate. Oh, I just got kicked by my third foot that's in my uterus. <laughs> hey, Laura. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Media girl meets media girl. Ah, let's, yes. <laughs> let's do this. Thanks for being in the hot oh, seat today. Thank you today. for having me. I've really been looking forward to this one because, you know, I personally over the years have been so alarmed by the misinformation around the issue of abortion and also the inability for us as a nation sometimes to just have a rational conversation yes, yes. about the topic. So let's mm -hmm. try to do that today. Okay. <laughs> so Choice for Two, tell mm -hmm. us about your organization. You're actually the founder of it, is that yeah. correct? Mm -hmm. And how did you get started in this vein? Okay, so Choice for Two is a pro-life Canadian organization uh, that has two main goals. The first is to educate the public about the current situation in Canada regarding abortion um, and also to bring awareness to the value and the humanity of babies inside the womb uh, because Canada doesn't recognize fetuses um, as human beings and as a matter of fact I remember a few years ago there was talk about this in Parliament because uh, the current definition of a human in Canada is actually based on a 400 year old definition <laughs> for such results so this yeah. is like how not willing to have this conversation right we've kind of been, yes yeah so you're not a human being until you have proceeded from your mother's body mm -hmm. that's what makes you human um, according so, to the legal definition yes yes of course <laughs> so um, that's the first goal of Choice for Two. And the second uh, goal is to reach out to women who are facing an unplanned pregnancy mm. to connect them with their local resources mm. so that they are able to choose life. Mm. Um, yeah, so it started, I mean, I guess I always, even as a child, had kind of a real sense of injustice. Like when things were happening, it just really bothered me. And things like the Holocaust, I just really interested in it and just to see how something like that could even take place like how did that happen mm. and then um, when I was a, a young child I saw an uh, image of like one of those graphic abortion images that everybody is so offended by yes. or not everybody but a lot right of yeah yet. yeah so I saw one of those and that stuck with me mm. and that stuck with me until I started choice for two because I realized how many babies were being killed and that our country doesn't really know what's happening, doesn't care, um, and it's the human rights violation of our time, I think, in our country, and I think that we should be doing something about it. Yeah, and you're a woman. Yes. So you're not like a woman hater. <laughs> no. Yeah, I get called a woman hater a lot, but yeah, well, I'm a woman. I don't hate women. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting that you say that about how those graphic images actually impacted you, because mm -hmm. I remember, for me, there yeah. was this uh, video called The Silent Scream that was right. like all the rage in yeah. the 70s, I think it was, or the 80s, and I remember um, seeing it and just being so impacted. It was actually an ultrasound video of an abortion mm -hmm. happening and just yeah. being like... You know, and so, but the fact that we're not willing to even look at those images now yeah. or talk about this, mm -hmm. why do you think people are just so unwilling to go there? I think that for a lot, a lot of it is that they don't want to offend women who have had abortions. Um, that's part of why people don't even want to touch the topic. Um, it's just too much. Like they just don't, maybe they don't care. <laughs> 
I'm not sure they don't see um, babies in the womb as being human beings, so it's not even an issue to a lot of people. Uh -huh. Well, I want to go back to the, the women who've been impacted by abortion or who've had abortions because right. in my experience, um, most women who have had abortions are pretty wrecked by it at some mm -hmm. level. Yeah. And not, I'm not going to say all, I'm not going to, mm -hmm. you know, draw that statement, but, um, you know, and I'm finding that women that I meet with are, are telling me, listen, we want a voice. We want, you know, mm -hmm. where, where was my um, right to know how this was going to impact me? Yes. Where was my right to know how this was going to impact my yeah. mental health or the suicide stats with women yeah. who've had abortions? So what are, you know, so when we speak about this, there actually is compassion for women who've had abortions because it validates even their pain around it, which is real. Yeah, That's not a fallacy. Is there anything yeah. that, uh, that's been my experience. Have you experienced? For sure. Um, that's, I think, what has surprised me the most about starting Choice for Two is just the amount of messages we get from post-abortive women who are wrecked, as you say, and who are searching for help. And that's another thing that we, we do is we refer women to post-abortive counseling organizations. Um, there's just so many of them. And they're told, you know, our society makes it seem like abortion is the consequence-free choice. You know, you just go and have this little procedure. You're going to come out. It's going to be done. You know, your life will go back to as it was before. Uh, and it doesn't because in reality, a woman has chosen to end the life of her own child. And that's a lot of guilt to carry around for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And no matter what the headlines say, you know, maybe not every woman would agree with what you just said mm -hmm. there, but there's enough women in Canada that actually do that after they have the abortion procedure, they say something like, I wish I would have known or I realized that this yeah. actually was a real living, you know, and even in Canada right now, we're seeing women having abortions at 22 weeks to 20 to 30 weeks or further where a child is fully viable outside the womb. Yeah. And uh, have you encountered any women that have gone that far? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, it's unbelievable what's going on and people don't know. Um, I remember this story a, a little while back, um, this woman in Toronto, she went to get her abortion and the way that they do it now for the late term is they inject the heart with the poison that will kill the baby first and then they start dilating the cervix. Um, so at that point there's there's no way to change your mind. Mm -hmm. So she had done that first part, and then you're supposed to come back um, a day or two later to have the fetus extracted. And before, so when she came out from having the first part done, she went next door to the pregnancy care center that, w that is there and just felt like she'd done something awful and was just talking through with them. And mm -hmm. uh, they suggested to her that she finish the procedure at the hospital rather than a clinic because this is a very mm -hmm. dangerous procedure mm -hmm. also mm -hmm. um, and they were saying you shouldn't actually be doing this type of thing in a clinic Wow! so she went to the hospital to have the procedure so if she'd gone to finish it at the abortion clinic they would have whisked it away she would have never seen her baby mm -hmm. at the hospital she asked them to see and she took a picture mm -hmm. of her baby and you know it's a baby it was you know quite yeah. large and she was just destroyed because the abortion clinic had told her, you know, it's just a blob. It's not even going to look like anything. Right. And right. It, it, you know, that's a huge lie. Right. So that's just one example of oh gosh, that. Crazy. Now, so much of what you just said there is so incredibly offensive. <laughs> you know, you just <laughs> use the word poison, oh. uh, injection into their heart, you know, the life of, like so many of these words, they're, yeah. they're honest and they're straight yeah. shooting, but mm -hmm. people are not willing to say them. Yeah. Which is why your work is so revolutionary. <laughs> 
revolutionary because you're just stirred it up. So I want to go right now actually to one of your most recent videos that you've uh, put out there called Magical Birth Canal. You know, this thing just sent shockwaves through the internet world. And then we're going to come back and talk about this particular clip right after this. <laughs> human rights. You may think you've always had yours, but you would be wrong. So how did you get your human rights? From the Magical Birth Canal, of course. Disclaimer. Birth canal is not the size of an actual birth canal. Just saying. Before the baby or fetus is born, it is not a human being. Clearly. But as it passes through the birth canal, something amazing happens that transforms it into a person with human rights. Observe. Not a person. Not a person. Not a person. Coming out the other end. A person! Human rights! Congratulations. You now have value. Can't say the same for this one. So what exactly happens in the birth canal that causes this magical transformation? No one knows. But popular scientific theories include fairies, aliens, or of course, a mini Big Bang. I think it's fairies. No human rights? Human rights. No human rights? Human rights. Makes sense. Thanks, magical birth canal. Science. Logic. Magic. Human rights. What if it's a C-section? Okay, well, whether you agree with that video or not, it's funny. It's well produced. <laughs> <laughs> Great script. It's hilarious. So, uh, not hilarious, but, you know, I mean, in terms of production. So, what was the response that you got after you released that video? So, yeah, we got a lot of response from pro-lifers picking it up and sharing it because they liked it. Yeah. Um, it didn't get as much hate as our first one huh. did. Um, but I think that... And your first one being body inside my body. Yes, okay. which addressed the whole my body, my choice mm -hmm. thing, um, which people really had an issue with. Um, this one... We were just pointing out that you don't become a human being uh, legally in our country until you have fully exited the birth canal, which is true. Mm -hmm. So we just wanted to show how ridiculous that is. So a lot of people actually couldn't even believe that was true mm -hmm. and wrote like you're an... And when you say people, yeah. are these Canadians or uh, Worldwide, worldwide okay. attention on this one, which is really cool. But yeah, so people didn't even believe that it was true and they'd write stuff like you're an idiot how can you believe this and then they'd come back and be like oh like I looked it up and it's actually true like yeah yeah and so where do you go from here <laughs> uh, well our next video we're recording very soon and it is addressing no uterus no say okay so um, that's one of the things about the whole abortion debate you know um, pro-choicers like to say that men can't even have an opinion on the issue mm -hmm. because it's a women's rights issue mm -hmm. and it's not it's a human rights issue so we wanted to put this video out just to encourage men to say you know don't sit down and shut up about this this is a human rights issue and you should be standing up for it alongside all of the women that are already yeah and it's also just validating the fact that this impacts not just women yes but mm -hmm. men who uh, regret their lost fatherhood I've heard men say that yeah. as mm -hmm. well yeah now I want to double back to something that you said before we went to the clip and that was about the resources that you provide because mm -hmm. I've heard over and over again that most women say that they would have chosen to keep their babies yeah. full term if they just simply had more emotional support but also practical.
practical support. Yes. You know, uh, one of our friends, Justin Bieber's mom, you know, like that's <laughs> her story, you yeah. know, like she, mm -hmm. she didn't necessarily have emotional support and she talks about that in her book, but she had practical support yeah. that enabled her to bring Justin to full term. Yeah, and it's so important. You know, and so what do you do in that regard? Can you point us to your website and, and yeah. what exactly people will find there? Okay, so choicefor2.com, it's choice. 42.com mm -hmm. and um, yeah Canada's largest database of so the pregnancy care centers the maternity homes the adoption agencies and the post-abortion counseling mm -hmm. um, we have everything on there and and I've heard people that work in this field in Canada say that your site is the most comprehensive it's the best in Canada right now yeah yeah um, yeah <laughs> because we went through the reason we made it is because something like that didn't exist yeah so we made it um, when a woman becomes pregnant unintentionally and she's looking for help, she goes onto the internet and the abortion clinics are very good at advertising themselves. So if you search for unplanned pregnancy or I'm pregnant now, what up's going to pop the abortion clinics? So we thought, hey, we need to get in there and show that there are other options. And so that's what we've been doing, reaching women online. Wow. And saving lives. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's so amazing. Um, how has the Canadian media been responding to your work uh, in serving women in this way, but also the media pieces? Right, zero <laughs> until, <laughs> until now, which is why I'm so excited. This is like to be the here. first time you've been on national this, media talking yes, about this. Yes, in Canada. Wow, yeah, unbelievable. so yeah, so we've been on in the states and even in the UK. Okay, and and we're not talking just Christian media; like right. some mainstream media mm -hmm. is picking up what you're doing. Yeah, but the Canadian context is pretty silent. Right. Well, what an honor to have well, you. Thank you. I'm, I'm really excited. <laughs> so, if people want to watch the videos, share the videos with their friends. Uh, again, where did, did they just go to choicefor2.com or can they find you on YouTube? Yeah, they can find us everywhere. So, on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing, Laura. Now, as we begin to close, we just got about a minute left here. Um, I'm wondering uh, if you have anything from your heart that you would like to say to our leaders in Canada on this issue. Yeah, I mean, this is an issue that needs to be addressed. It can't just be pushed down as it has been up until now. As you mentioned, in 88, they said that they would be revisiting um, making a law, and they have not. Um, been successful in actually passing law. Yeah, it's ridiculous yeah. that ab abortion is on demand until the moment of birth. At taxpayer expense. Yes, it's ridiculous. And I'd also like to say to women, like our society tells women that they're not strong enough to keep a baby if their situation is not perfect. And I would argue that is so not true. And I know so many women who've risen to the occasion mm -hmm. and have actually improved, if not saved their own lives by choosing life for their children. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, Laura, thank you so much. Thank you for <laughs> resourcing uh, women who are facing an unplanned pregnancy. Thank you for your work at exposing the misinformation around this issue. And I just want to speak to those of you out there right now that might be facing an unplanned pregnancy or I might know of somebody that is. Um, you know, I'm a mother of two, and I want to say it has been the greatest privilege of my life. And it's a hard job. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do, but you can do it. And if you need help, you can feel free to contact us at faithteen.tv. Go to choicefor2.com. There are people all across this nation that would be so happy and honored and eager to help you in your current situation. Thank you so much, Laura, for being here with us today. Hope to have you back. Can't wait to see your next video. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Let's go. The moment I found out I was pregnant was, uh, wow, extremely overwhelming. 
I have never been so scared in my entire life. I just felt sick to my stomach. Like, what am I gonna do? Um, and I felt really alone. And I was really scared of telling my family and I felt ashamed to admit that I was pregnant. Yeah, I'm only 22 and I have dreams and ambitions and I really felt in that moment that all of that was gone. So I, I contacted uh, my local maternity home and I got an interview to come in and see the home, see what it's about. I was angry, you know, someone who I didn't even know was telling me, um, you know, it's gonna be okay, you could like have this child and I'm on the other end saying, no, like this wasn't what I wanted. This was not planned. This is my body and my choice. And I felt that because of the situation that I was in, um, the only option was for me um, to have an abortion. And that's what I was going to do. And that was, I'm, I, that was going to be my choice. Uh, I had booked my appointment and everything. I had it set. And this woman kept saying, no, you're, Megan, your child has a purpose and a meaning. And um, this baby has a life. It's not just your life. It's this child's life. And those words stuck with me. I woke up one day and I felt that what she said was right. This, this child has a purpose and a meaning and um, I'm pregnant for a reason, you know, and I didn't know what the future would hold with this baby, but I felt that I couldn't go forth with um, having an abortion and terminating my pregnancy and essentially killing this baby, that I wouldn't be able to come to terms with it afterwards. Uh, so, I decided to choose life and keep my child because she's worth it. My, my baby is worth it, you know, and aside from um, what I'm going through or if my boyfriend's in the picture or not in the picture or whatever it may be that we're going to make it and I'm going to make it and this child's going to make it. My daughter, Serenity Grace, she has changed my life for the better. Um, she is literally the definition um, of her name. She has brought back that peace and the calmness into my life. And I would not be who I am today if I did not keep her. When I hold her and I look at her and I think about what could have been and that I almost made the choice of not keeping her. Um, I just, I can't, I'm so thankful that she's here today and that I chose life. If you're facing an unplanned pregnancy, I think what's really important to understand is that your life is not over. So the dreams you had or the things you want to accomplish, you could still have and do, but it just may look different and it's probably going to be more challenging, but it's worth it. Make a choice you can both live with. Choose life.
Hi there, my name is Faithine Grzeski and I want to share with you about a simple but very powerful initiative. So powerful that it has the ability to actually save lives. It's called No Not This One Canada. What No Not This One is, is a network where we receive tips from crisis pregnancy centers or individuals across the nation when a woman is considering an abortion. These tips come in and then we shoot them out to an amazing committed group of intercessors. We shoot them out by email or by text. And when these intercessors receive these alerts, they then begin to rumble. They begin to pray and say, no, not this one, God. God, would you spare this precious child? Would you move upon the heart of this mother to choose life instead of death? Would you cause a support system to be raised up around her so that she would have options towards life instead of being pressured towards death? And you know what's amazing is we have heard so many stories of women who have gone into abortion clinics uh, planning on committing an abortion yet they had a change of heart because somebody was praying for them somebody was lifting up their name before the throne of grace and they walked out of that abortion clinic decided not to abort their baby and have never regretted it and so we want to invite you to be a part of this initiative going forward you can sign up at the justicewall.com it's justicewall.com and once you sign up you will immediately begin receiving these alerts as we receive them by email or text please join us in saving lives through prayer this is jonathan jonathan is a man Jonathan has no say about what happens to tiny humans before they're born because Jonathan does not have a uterus. Just saying. Just like with any human rights violation, if you're not directly involved, then you can't have an opinion. Take slavery, for example. Are you a slave, Jonathan? Are you a slave owner? Do you think slavery is wrong? Uh, uh, uh. You can't have an opinion. So, obviously, when it comes to the treatment of tiny humans in the womb, unless you have a uterus, or you're a tiny human living in a uterus, you can't have an opinion. I know. Makes sense, right? This works out well, because tiny humans in the womb can't voice their opinions. They'll figure it out. If you don't have one of these bad boys, or girls, when it comes to killing tiny humans before they're born, And besides, men don't have anything to do with reproduction. Through The Fate Teen Show, we're tackling issues influencing our nation's future, like freedom of conscience, racism, poverty, the debt, human trafficking, abortion, democracy, and much more. If you missed a show, you can watch anytime at fateen.tv or on YouTube. We hope to see you there. We love Canada. That's why we do this show. We love Canada and we want to see it strong for generations to come. We can't do it alone though. As a non-profit production, this show is made possible by the generous donations of people who care, who care about the issues that are shaping Canada's future. 
When you partner, you are helping us keep at it. Not only that, but your contribution also helps us mobilize prayer for Canada, host national equipping events, fight for women and children in need, and do outreaches to the poor. We would be so grateful if you would stand with us by becoming a monthly partner or sending a special gift today. Every bit makes a huge difference. Visit faithteen.tv or call 613-552-5572. When you partner with us, not only are you partnering with a television show that is talking to Canadians about important issues from a unique perspective, but you are also partnering with national prayer initiatives, equipping events, assistance and outreaches to the poor, rescuing women from the sex trade, and child sponsorship in several third world nations. Thank you so much for your support. It really makes a difference.